0: Welcome to the Monday Morning Cast, the first, best, and only podcast about the goings-on of the Monday Morning Tears Fantasy Football League. As always, I am your host, Vice President Kamara Harris, uh, manager aka Daniel Kite, here with you uh, by myself today. On a lonely Tuesday evening, uh, just been a bit of a frantic day and no one really set up to the plate. I, I, there was one person who set up to the plate, but I want to save them for a little bit later in the season because I think they will be someone uh, who we'll want to hear a bit more from as the season goes on. So I didn't want to blow uh, that person's spot yet. Uh, so today will just be a quick little solo episode where I'll recap the events of the past week, Go through some waiver wire ads, some, maybe, some major storylines as the week went on, and then uh, we'll call it a wrap here. So uh, without further ado, just doing a quick recap of the results of the week. A lot of very competitive matchups uh, this week, I thought. We'll start out with Tony's team knocking off uh, Chief Chasers 105-89. to 89. We had Obi John Kenobi knocking off spitting llamas, 112 to 89. We had the main non-competitive matchup, unless you want to count uh, mine and Taras's. Uh We had fields of wet dreams lapping second worst drafted team, living up to that team name again. Uh, we had a final score of 110 to 51. We had Bag of Mixon lose narrowly. To show me the Mooney, Andre getting his first win of the year. Everyone poor one out. We I know we were all hoping for a uh, winless season, but it has happened. Uh, Andre took that one, 107-99. Uh, closest matchup of the week. Once again, Steve Macedo's managing sunny side up comes out with a narrow victory over D-Hop Hooray, and I know Steve must have been sweating that whole time as he watched uh, Miles Sanders pretty much do nothing in that game against the Cowboys, but the victory ended up going his way, winning with a final score of 107-105. to 105. And then to wrap up, my matchup this week against Taras became a bit of a blowout early on, uh, eventually finishing 123-81. So uh, in terms of the way the past week went, in terms of uh, any notable victories or losses in our league, I felt this week was a, a great one for me. I was very pleased to see uh, James Robinson show up and, and do his thing. was pleased to see Josh Allen just massively destroy the Washington football team. Uh, some of those guys that had been underperforming a little bit really came out to play Uh, The real only main exception uh, was in that absolute gong show of a Lions and Ravens game where both coaches looked like they were doing their best to each lose the game, uh, because I don't understand why... Either the Lions would only throw to their best player, TJ Hawkinson, two times, and I don't understand why the Ravens' coaching staff would refuse to run a ball against a team that is notorious for being a terrible run team. Uh, Just two absolutely baffling choices by two coaches, uh, one of which maybe is a bit of a shithead in Dan Campbell. John Harbaugh usually isn't that big of a shithead, so that one was really surprising to me. But thankfully, didn't matter too much with a a mediocre Kyler Murray game, a mediocre to suboptimal uh, Nick Chubb game, and uh, Quintus Cephas not really doing anything for uh, Taras either. That loss of uh, Deontay Johnson proven to be a, a pretty critical one. So uh, my matchup went up pretty well according to plan. Uh, some of the other matchups I thought were interesting. Again, like I mentioned, I thought seeing Steve's team win narrowly again uh, you know this is something to keep an eye out for because this is now two straight weeks where sunny side up has won by a very very narrow margin uh, the past two weeks both wins I think within two or three points uh, and that's that's a thin line that Steve is really treading right now uh, so that's something that he may want to uh, you know as big in his britches as he probably is feeling as the only undefeated manager so far Uh, It's hard to feel extremely confident when those wins have come by such small margins. Uh, So something that uh, he should be happy to see at the start of the year because a win is a win here. We don't, you know, go into the playoffs based on how many points we score. We go into the playoffs based on our wins. So definitely positives there for him. But uh, maybe some worrying signs there too. Uh, with you know, the, the fall off from Gronkowski, uh, or from Waller to Gronkowski rather, making it uh, self-shown a little bit. Miles Sanders really showing that uh, he may not be involved very much. Again, two carries and only four targets. That's that's real dangerous to hope from a guy that you drafted in the fourth round. Uh, so some, some things to be worried about there, especially when the bench is looking pretty mediocre too. Uh, so uh, again, positive things for Steve there, and even a positive uptick for Nick as well. Again, 0 3, and you know maybe deserves it for one or two of the weeks, but this week maybe not so much. Although uh, you know the sit, I don't know if I love the choice. Uh, you know what, Nick would have won this week if Marquise Brown uh, had decided to come out to play. If if he caught literally any of those passes, uh, that probably puts uh, Nick into the lead and into a victory here. So I'm not going to fault Nick here. This was, frankly, a a fluke win for Steve. Uh, And, uh, you know, it's something to read into. But, again, they all count the same at the end of the year. Uh, Another matchup that I thought stood out was the idea... Just seeing Paul's team crash back to earth, I found it very entertaining to look over and see 50 points only up on the board there. Uh, Paul's going to drop Ronald Jones. I don't know why he is starting him, let alone keeping him on his team. Uh, It's just a a baffling decision, frankly, uh, since the Buccaneers have no desire to really run the ball, even when they're in games where they're up by quite a bit. Uh, And when they do run the ball, it's going to uh, Leonard Fournette or it's being thrown to Gio Bernard. I I don't think there's any role here for Ronald Jones and should probably be dropped immediately. Jonathan Taylor losing Quinton Nelson as a blocker is going to be real rough. And uh, Julio Jones, even in a game where uh, we saw uh, A.J. Brown leave with injury, still only ended up with four targets and didn't really end up getting too much. Uh, and, and even, th- amazingly, in a game where the Bills scored 43 points, Stephon Diggs went only 6 for six for 62. Uh, this was obviously a, a floor game for Paul. I wouldn't anticipate scoring, you know, below 70 points every week, but... Uh, the upside here, th- this is more what I was thinking when I rated Paul as the second worst drafted team at the beginning of the year. These were the kind of games that I could kind of foresee happening. So I think there's definitely some movement that uh, Paul needs to do uh, to try and right the ship here. Uh, but uh, we'll get look at it in the waiver wire segment. This week's not really a big week to probably try and uh, help himself out there. Uh, beyond the teams in the league and beyond our wins and losses here just a few things in the NFL that I thought are worth noting for us as we go into our waiver wire next week obviously one of the biggest stories here is going to be Christian McCaffrey's injury uh, who looks like he'll be out for at least a few weeks I think is what the timetable is looking like Uh, you know Taras has got to be feeling good having uh, Chuba Hubbard sitting on his bench because he's probably going to be a plug and play at the very least RB2 Uh, for at least the next couple of weeks, so that's got to be something that Taras is excited about. Uh, And if I'm Tony, I'm starting to feel real worried because even though Kareem Hunt had a huge game last game, you know, 10 touches for 81 yards on the ground and a touchdown as well as 7 targets, 6 receptions and 74 yards, I think it's going to be awful tough to rely on Kareem Hunt to be your RB1. Uh, especially when looking at his bench, there really isn't anyone else to fill that role. It's all wide receivers and then Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, and you know what? Maybe uh, you know Cooper Cup and uh, J- Keenan Allen can carry him all the way there. But I mean, if if Kareem Hunt doesn't have in the top like ninety percent of his outcomes in these coming weeks. Uh, It's going to look real rough for Tony, Uh, so he may want to think about making some trades here, uh, moving around. Again, no one really on the waiver wire running back-wise I think he should be excited for, but uh, it's looking like a trade for a running back could be in his future. Cough, cough. Hit me up. Cough, cough. Uh, The next thing I thought was uh, an interesting storyline to touch on was uh, just watching the Steelers wide receiver corpse just absolutely being decimated. And I think we all noted the the ridiculousness of Najee Harris having 19 targets and 14 catches. Um, that's that was amazing. Uh, I'll be curious to see how that continues on. Again, another bonus for Taras here. Uh, if if Najee Harris is going to keep getting all that volume, especially in the passing game, uh, as Ben Roethlisberger's checkdown option, since it looks ap- apparent that Ben Roethlisberger can barely throw a football 10 yards at this point, uh, that makes his outlook look real good. And uh, yeah, even though we had nine catches and 96 yards, I think that actually hurts Chase Claypool a little bit. The fact that Ben Roethlisberger can't really heave a ball downfield anymore. You know, Claypool was uh, really in this offense uh, to be kind of a, the, the feature, kind of downfield, super athletic, almost like DK Metcalf light kind of player. And if Ben Roethlisberger can't chuck it, uh, that upside starts to disappear for Claypool. Uh, so obviously Claypool will have a role here. I mean, he's the only wide receiver who can maybe catch a ball on the team right now. Uh, but uh, you know, once Deontay Johnson and Juju make their way back in, uh, I feel like that's going to limit his upside. Uh, so something that Mikey might be a little bit nervous about. Uh, I do want again want to just uh, restate my excitement over James Robinson's uh, apparent reemergence there. You know, every game now he's increased his workload from that early worrying start. Uh, even, even though his snap share was a little bit lower this week, I mean, the the team clearly relied on him uh, not just in the running game but also in the passing game. So, uh, you know, he's looked to me to at least have established that RB2 floor. Uh, so that's very positive. Uh, you know, who knows? Urban Meyer's a, a bit of a dipshit, so maybe next week that proves me wrong uh, and I sound silly here. But, uh, you know, this is the James Robinson performance that I had hoped for uh, when I took him with the third overall pick, or third round pick, rather. Uh, and it's what I hope uh, after seeing it, seeing this standout performance here, that Urban Meyer stays the course and recognizes James Robinson as a premier talent in his offense. And then one final thing, just to rub a little salt in the wound for Danny's team here, uh, hard fade on the entire Chicago Bears offense. Uh, the, the, the the That was... Uh, I, I'm more repeating points that I've heard from other more knowledgeable folks about football strategy and things like this to me, but uh, that Chicago game plan and the way that Chicago... Set themselves up with Justin Fields out there was really just an abomination. They they don't really seem to know very much about what to do with him. And uh, Matt Nagy, man, that's uh, that was something else. You your team trades up and to pick this exciting young quarterback, and basically you want to try and have him do the same things that. Andy Dalton, the, the geriatric redhead, still does. I think he uses the same uh, hair dye as my grandmother does uh, to keep those orange curls going. Uh, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous what uh, the Chicago coaching staff was doing out there. So for the immediate future at the very least, even though you know sh- the defenses coming up aren't necessarily stellar... Um, I'm I'm fading hard on any member of the Chicago offense. Uh, so that's a real hit to Allen Robinson. That's a hit to David Montgomery. Uh, I mean, those are really the only two. I don't know. Uh, Darnell Mooney, I guess, if anyone still cared about Darnell Mooney. Uh, but uh, hard hard fade on that Chicago offense. That'll lead me to talk about the waiver wire here a little bit. Uh, Not much happening on the waiver wire this week, honestly. Uh, Top available that anyone might be available, just looking at the number of ads from the sleeper statistics. The top available person to add is Josh Gordon. Uh, You could not give me fab to pick up Josh Gordon right now. Uh, We've been through this literally every season where Josh Gordon tries to come back. He signs with the team, there's hype, and then he never touches the field and then he disappears again. I'm not playing that game. I have no desire to get involved in the Josh Gordon sweepstakes, even though Kansas City desperately needs a second wide receiver. Uh, I'm, I'm hard out on that. I have no desire to play that role. Uh, there's a whole host of random tight ends that are up and available right now. Dalton Schultz had a big game for Dallas last night, so if you're looking to stream tight ends, that might be a move. Ty Conklin's getting some touches out there in Minnesota. Uh, Even you have the Panthers who traded away Dan Arnold. They have a rookie, Tommy Tremble, who they seem to really like. Uh, You know, these are guys that perhaps you could get, you know, if you're really desperate and looking for some tight end uh, flyers, guys you could think about, but no one that I think I would spend more than a dollar or two on. And then top available running backs, I mean, Peyton Barber. Uh, Even though he had a big game, last week uh, you know 21.7 points none of us are are dumb enough to expect that from peyton barber uh, consistently you know we're going to see josh jacobs come back soon i can't imagine barber is going to keep that going royce freeman might be an interesting flyer you know veteran presence out there in carolina maybe he'll snag some touches over chuba hubbard but i mean if, if in the middle of the game when McCaffrey goes down and they're not really going to Freeman very often and they're trusting the rookie, it seems like that might be the game plan moving forward. Uh, so, you know, Freeman might be an interesting flyer, but not someone who I think is going to feature all that much. Uh, and then there's word that Marlon Mack might be on the move. I, I guess Marlon Mack is relevant. You know, Tony, if you're desperate, go pick up Marlon Mack or maybe a... Royce Freeman, because maybe they can do something, but uh, I I wouldn't expect either of those guys to really produce anything uh, all that worthwhile. And uh, honestly, that's about it. Um, I'm looking forward to my matchup with John this week. I uh, am excited to thrash his distinctly unelectric team right now. Uh, I'm just going to take this moment to talk a lot of trash about John's team, Tom Brady anti electricity. Frankly, he's sucking electricity from all the youth around him. Uh, Derek Henry is literally looks like a giant dinosaur slash lizard uh, before electricity even existed. So I mean, there's nothing worth talking about there. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster has two ribs that, or I mean, I don't know how many ribs, but his ribs uh, have been pulverized because of uh, Ben Roethlisberger's poor throws. So he may not even play. Uh, Darren Waller. I mean, fine, anti-electric, no good. He's got that anti-vaxer energy with Cole Beasley on there. You don't want any of that. Uh, I'm this is gonna be one of the easiest wins of the year for me, I think. I think I'm going to absolutely thrash John's team and I'm going to enjoy doing it. So i'm I'm saying that on the record here, uh, and I look forward to it being brought into reality. Next week, we'll be back with uh, a new guest, and hopefully we'll be talking more about uh, my victory and some of the other results in week four. But until that time, shout out to Cesis and keep crying.